Welcome to Basic Binges on the Nom Talk Network, people, where we are talking about the season finale of The Mandalorian Season 3, and Woo! also technically the entire season of Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, as you can see, I'm glitching back and forth because I'm wearing a special suit today, uh, which kind of blends into my Zoom background. But that being said, <laughs> I'm not the only one that's rocking some special stuff. Um, with me always, I cannot do this by myself. I need an entire tribe because Mandalorians are stronger together. Right, guys? Um, that's right. So, this is the way. Tribe of four. This is the way. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, as always, I'm joined with some very special guests. Uh, Alicia, I would love to introduce you first. Would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, I'm Alicia Brenner. I'm Alicia from Amsterdam. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Alicia CB, talking Star Wars and a bunch of other geek stuff. This is the way. Awesome. Um, Michael, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Michael Lee. I write for That's in LA. We live entertainment and the nerds of color, um, where I write all about pop culture and films and yeah. Excellent. This is the way. And the Julie, way. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Yes. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm Julie. I've got my buddy Bo-Katan with me tonight. I also got Grogu who's somewhere. Um, oh, and we didn't say what we're eating. I was going to say what you're eating mm. and drinking. Well, oh, that's right. I got, I got um. I got some, well, this is actually, I don't know if anybody watched our Renfield stream the other night, but I made this concoction called Dracula's Blood. Um, it's just like a bunch of non-alcoholic sparkling like red drinks, like cranberry flavored and stuff. I still have some leftover, so I'm drinking that in my, not Star Wars related, but I'm drinking it in my Batu glass, so that counts, right? Um, and... And guess what? I have cake bites. I think we have cake bites I'm opening up yeah, my cake bites, real. too. I'm so, so excited. We got the Mando ones. Um, and I've got some shrimp pasta, again, for dinner slash sustenance. So, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I, I, think... I don't I don't have cake bites because I'm in Europe, but I made an <laughs> R2-D2 bowl of chocolate. Oh. Ooh. Chocolate, uh, there we oatmeal. go. Yeah. I love it. Honestly, it sounds just as good. So it does. And then, uh, yeah, I'd it's like to better. thank, I'd like to thank our producer Stephanie for hooking everyone up uh, in the U.S. Uh, with with cake bites. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Um, I think uh, yeah, these are you, cinnamon cake bites. These are uh, cinnamon. Yeah, and they are smell very strong in a good way, though. There's are like we all strong... trying them? Are we all doing this on camera and like trying them and eating them? I you know you what? Better. I need coffee with this. <laughs> this would go right well now. with oh, coffee. Here, here, I have some. Do you want some? <laughs> you would like to have some? <laughs> yes, please. Are we I, doing it right now? I I guess we can. Um, let's see. Or we can Why do not? it later. Whatever. <laughs> let's go let's try see. it. Oh, you All have right. to, Mike. You have to go eat. Oh, see, why doesn't um? So Mike is just slightly pulling his helmet forward and feeding himself underneath. Apparently, someone needs to tell Dinjarin that this is an option. <laughs> apparently, apparently they don't do this. I, I guess they don't have cake bites there. Hang on. Oh yeah, these are good. So we need to see Mike actually try to drink because I I, I want to know how Mandalorians drink with their helmets on. <laughs> <laughs> Is it I mean, is it working? The same thing where they like pull up the helmet a little bit and then yeah, not working. Like that. Does that work no. for you, Mike? 
Hang on. I'm trying to get that first sip. I guess straws I are popular on Mandalore. <laughs> I don't I don't <laughs> think it's working, guys. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. No, it's it's unfortunate. I really hope that I didn't get cake bite on this thing. It's like my <laughs> collectible helmet. So I'm like, shit, if this has cake bite on it, then that sucks. Um, but yeah. What what's the signature? I think that's on what Mike? we should ask. Um uh, so how do yeah, they eat seriously mess without making a mess inside their helmet? <laughs> Because that, that stuff Mr. starts Pascal's to collect, it's going to start smelling. Oh, yeah, it does look like that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry about that, Mike. What was that? No, I was going to say, how do they properly eat without getting messy on the inside? Because oh, my God, imagine yeah. if that <laughs> yeah. stuff starts to collect and smell, it's not going right? to be there. Like, yeah. I, I, I wonder that, too. <laughs> I half wonder if Din Djarin's head just smells like pizza and, like, old uh, noodles and stuff after a while. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That'd be gross. Yeah. Can can we bring up for a second the fact that like when Pedro Pascal, when we've seen him take off the helmet in seasons past, you know, he looks like swell, sweaty helmet head, like you'd expect. Whenever Bo Katan takes off her helmet, it's like the most perfect hair Gorgeous. I've not had oh, in yeah. my helmet. Yeah. No, not even the hair <laughs> yeah. out of place. <laughs> That's not how fair. you know she's a true Mandalorian, you know. <laughs> she's she's got it down to an art. She's like figured it out. She's like, I found this like extra grade hair gel, you guys, that like takes <laughs> Sticks my hair into place, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, keep her helmet, you know, keep that shine and yeah. I got some anti sweat spray that I spray on, you know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to hide all my laundry, by the way. So I apologize on the stream if you're watching me cover, like shift over this way very subtly <laughs> to like hide my laundry. Anyways, <laughs> I just don't want anyone to see my dirty laundry. But um, yeah. That being said, uh, what an episode, guys! I really love this one. I think it's. It's fair to say that I'm pretty goddamn biased. I mean, like, look, I mean, I don't I don't know if you can tell, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty biased. But I really enjoyed this one. I want to see what everybody else think. Um, overall, I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on the episode? Did you guys like how it ended? I thought it was okay. You thought I'll it was okay. say that Be because yeah. of That's what fine. it's been leading up to and everything, I felt that it was it was a way that I could be satisfied with, but at the same time, I have some issues with it. But yeah, overall, I liked it. Very good. I'd love to get into those issues, Mike, uh, and see what see see like <laughs> deconstruct things with you a little bit. We'll get into that for sure. Um, but okay, that's good. That's that's pretty cool. Um, anyone else? Um, I yeah, I have in general been like a, a fan of the season overall, and the last episode kind of fell in with that, where I, I was like, oh, this wasn't expected. I still enjoyed it but I still like, don't think it's perfect. And, you know, mm. I've been thinking, thinking a lot about people complaining and I'm, I've decided like my biggest issue with the season overall is that it looks like there was too much executive interference, you know, like there was, mm. that mm. it wasn't the, wow. that Favreau and Filoni weren't given full reign to just tell things their way. Got it. Mm. By the way, I'm tilting my helmet like this because it's, it's really hard to see in this. <laughs> break the code we'll see i'll see i want to see how long i can go with this um with this thing on well uh, if without without also putting sweat in this premium helmet um anyways uh julie what about you what'd you think i loved it um yeah. i will say there was some things i wish would have happened um yeah. but uh, so i mean it was maybe a little bit more tame than I expected, but I still loved it. I mean, I'm probably a little biased as well. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
I I've just been enjoying this whole season and it, and it, and it did make sense. Like it made sense for what was happening prior to this, like, you know, so, and we got to see some awesome like fight scenes and stuff like that, which I'm sure we'll get into um, action sequences. So yeah, I know. I, I liked it. I think I might be one of the few that just that really loved it. I don't know why <laughs> I, okay. I mean, I obviously... thought I was going to be alone, but I, I feel like, you know, our fellow co-hosts here have, have pretty much, you know, well, I don't I know might, if they so feel I the same way, like 90% but... 90% still, like, loved it. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I mostly things, loved just it. Just a few things doesn't make it. me love it less, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> for my we'll see. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I will say, I mean, for me, I... The action was goddamn amazing. I don't know. No. It, it, I'll give it that. I, it I will felt, give it, it that. It felt very, like... I, I so when Mando first debuted, I think like the third episode of season one where he's rescuing Grogu from uh, you know, the the doctor and the, the client and everything, it was like the closest thing that Star Wars had ever gotten to John Wick. And we hadn't had that kind of action in a while. And I think mm. this kind of really reminded me of those early days, mm. um, especially like the shield, uh the shield gate um sequence. That was like mm -hmm. so John Wickish, and I love that. I love it when Star Wars kind of does that. I think Acolyte's going to do stuff like that too. Um, but uh, yeah, I I love the action. I thought it was really good. I was actually pretty satisfied with a lot of the storylines. Um, for me, you know, I I didn't think it it was so easy for something like this, which was this short, to be rushed. You know, and it yeah. didn't feel rushed to me. I thought it, I thought it actually was paced out kind of nicely, and mm, that's true. I thought I, true. I, I got I got a fair amount of payoff from it. So. So yeah, I, I think that those are my two cents. But um, yeah, I'd love to start getting into details about what worked and what didn't work for you guys. Um, Alicia, I'd love to start with you, um, especially in regards to the executive interference um, kind of thoughts that you had. Um, what did you think uh, didn't work um, and what for you was felt like executive interference? Well, so the rumor is that basically Kathleen Ken Kennedy stepped in um, after like Grogu was going to be taken away by Luke after season two. Uh, and apparently the original plan was, you know, to take their sweet time with reuniting Din and Grogu, or sorry, I guess mm -hmm. Din is the last name. So reuniting Jaren and Grogu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, but then, you know, they ended up shoving that into the end of Book of Boba Fett, which I didn't mind because I'm going to watch everything anyway. And those episodes were awesome. But what that means is like we got that rush story that this season could have played out more and had more like payoff. And I think for me, it's just little details like that where I'm like, you know, I like where you went, but you could have gone further. Like the way that Bo-Katan, when she's talking about uh, the division between Mandalorians versus them fighting against the Empire, like I would have loved to have seen more like uh showing how the Mandalorians took themselves down so that it means more when they team back up and, you know, take down the Empire together, that sort of thing. Yeah. Or the Imperial remnants in this case. Yeah. I feel like to that point, they could have benefited from a longer season, you know, yeah. like mm, with a yeah. lot more backstory and a lot more flashbacks of Mandalorian history. Um, it's a shame that it was only eight episodes. And what we got out of the eight, I really enjoyed. But yeah, a longer season and and exactly what you were saying, kind of just seeing how the Mandalorians took themselves down, you know, to bring them back up to make that triumph feel even more palpable. That that is a really good note. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Mike, what about you? Um, what worked? What didn't work? Uh, I'd love to hear criticisms. 
Well, I, I want to kind of piggyback on what uh, Alicia said, because it, it did feel like some of those individual episodes, which which worked so well, and again, individually, were, I guess, like backdoor pilots to to the next, to some other stuff, basically. Um, mm. Like we could have gotten like, uh, what was that? The uh, Elia Kane kind of centric character for her own story. Um, for or, or her own kind of kind of anthology series, kind of that like Blade Runner ish sort of thing, and then there's mm. the the whole um, kind of reestablishing Mandalore. That that whole arc was that's that was fine. I, I mean, I I get that what they were going for, but it felt like it could have been done something on its own. And like what Alicia was saying with with how um, the last two episodes of or. The episodes of Boba Fett, whether they reunited uh, Din and um, and Grogu, that felt like it could have been an entire season on its own. So it it kind of undoes, you know, that waiting to reunite it. Uh, I don't yeah. know if, if I'm making any sense because yeah. I was expecting it to be a little bit more drawn out to see kind of uh, Din reeling and kind of. Finding out, like you know, what I I did made me or not did uh, Grogu made me such a better version of myself than I was before, so I I was hoping for that, but just to see that all rushed in towards the end of the uh, season, um, to the end of the season was kind of disappointing, I guess. But um, and to see how it all for season three, to see how all those individual pieces ended up to something kind of cheesy like oh it's I, I I actually rolled my eyes when I heard cloning is like oh my gosh again <laughs> we're doing this again we're revisiting this oh um, I love that but the cloning part was established in season two right yeah I think but so, it, yeah and it's I, like I just, a through line yeah it yep. was a through line and it was just like oh my gosh I, I mean I, I yeah. wish it was a little bit more original or something or something like that because the whole it, it felt like the whole season was just so spread out amongst each other. And again, that just had to do with how it was structured and like what they were trying to say, uh, what kind of stories they were planning towards the end. It just, for me, the payoff didn't really amount to much, but those individual um, action scenes, they really worked well. And it felt like a callback to Star Wars, um, huh. especially like you said, Hacking the droid, hacking into the the gate scene, um, that was really fun. Um, Stomping, yeah, yeah, fair, fair points, yeah. great points, actually, Michael. Um, yeah, Julie, Julie, what about you? What worked? What didn't work? I don't know that I feel that that for me that anything didn't work. I mean, I agree with what you said. I think they maybe could have benefited from a longer season. It, now that you mention it, like. The fact that I'm thinking about it's only eight episodes, that's not really a lot. Like, I think a lot of the Marvel shows got more. I think even, like, I don't know. Freaking She-Hulk like got 12, more, like and there was no episodes. plot line to that. So Hey, I love She-Hulk. I will defend <laughs> She-Hulk to the grave. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> She-Hulk, too. I hated She-Hulk. I enjoyed there was no She-Hulk for what it was. And for what I think I... Sorry, Sorry, go ahead, Julie. Yeah. I totally interrupted. Um, no, no, you're fine. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen She-Hulk yet, so I... I can't make an assessment on that but um it's like one of the only ones i haven't seen i, need to, I know i need to watch it um but anyway uh uh 
so like I think but the majority of shows like a 12 season episode seems to be pretty or 12 episode season seems to be pretty standard so yeah I agree with you could have definitely benefited because there are definitely some more things they could have done um but I don't know if I would say anything like didn't work like I think like it kept in line with the story they were telling through the whole season and um you know I I will say though if no one's gonna mention this because we talked about this last time Mike no Thrawn no Thrawn a mention of Thrawn but I I kind of like that better because they had to close out the story rather than set up Ahsoka you know yeah, that's true. That's true. Like it, it. They. I don't know that they would have had time with what they. Maybe if they had twelve episodes, they could have. But if yeah. they, with what they had, I don't think they could. It would have like opened a whole new can of worms, and yeah. they wouldn't have been able to really get the story in there thoroughly. So yeah. Um. That although, although a post credit sequence would have been nice, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like, that would have yeah, been cool. They, they did that for Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Say that again. That's Alicia. true. I think everyone was waiting for the post-credit scene. Yeah. I was waiting for a post-credit. I, scene. I sped yeah. through the scene. I sped through the post. Uh, the, yeah. the credits just to look yeah. for it. Yeah, I was looking at that little image. It was like, is there anything there? And then no. Huh. Oh. But I think Zeb was our, you know, our little gift to our appetizer for Ahsoka. That Zeb cameo. Yeah, and and yeah, the Thrawn sure. name drop in the previous episode. And dropping, yeah, and mentioning Thrawn, yeah. Oh, talking about Thrawn. I was joking on Twitter that like that conversation with about Thrawn was exactly like the conversation between all of Star Wars uh, fans and like Dave Filoni. You know, it's like you speak of Thrawn, but <laughs> we never see him. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna make myself an apostate. I can't really take it much longer. Hang on. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Well, now, now you know. We now forgive you. Know you. Just go Thank bathe you. in the waters of Mandalore again, yeah. and again, fine. yeah. I, I, that's I, actually um, resolved it's, everything. It's, it's just the take sweat. a bath. That's, <laughs> that's 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 my bath. It's a sweat bath. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. It's like a sauna. But that, yeah. That being said, um, yeah, no, I really great points. I did want to see Thrawn. I did want to see a post credit sequence. But that being said, it's not that long until Ahsoka comes out, so I'm pretty happy. That's true. I could, I could so wait we're probably going to get that in that show. Yeah, I I have a feeling, you know, as much as I love Mando season three, and I think that I might be one of the few people that gets on my soapbox to actively defend it because I really no, enjoy it. I love it. But yeah, I yeah, I, Alicia's Alicia, you're pretty vocal about that too, and we're on the same camp, I think, uh, Julie as well. Um, but I have a feeling Ahsoka is going to blow everything away. Um, and and yeah. I think the reason being is, I, no disrespect, I actually love John Favreau. I think he's a good writer. I think Dave is a stronger writer, though, and he knows these characters a lot mm. more than anyone else. And I don't think anyone at all should write for the Rebels characters, except sure. for the man who created the Rebels characters. That's um, fair. Yeah. Yep. So I agree. Other than, but, yeah. And and the, the episodes, with the exception of Jurassic World, the episodes that Dave Filoni co-wrote with Jon Favreau have been the strongest so far, you know, I think. Um, so I've I've really enjoyed um a lot of a lot of the work that he's done on the Mandalorian and seeing him kind of go solo, you know, writing and directing these episodes um, on his own, but also with, with, I think he he brought in some really great talent. I think Um, Rick Famuyuma is coming in, of course, Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, I think is also doing a couple of episodes. Peter Ramsey's Mm. returning and Peter Ramsey did a terrific episode. I think, Um, I think he was the one that did the pirates episode. um, Yes. Which, Mm. which I really enjoyed. Plus Spider-Verse. Who doesn't love Spider-Verse? 
Um, yeah. So, so yeah, um, I think he's got some great talent there. I think it's going to be really good. I can't wait for it. But, you know, I, I, I'm very satisfied with what we got from Mando. I'm half wondering, though, if, and this kind of goes back to what you were mentioning, Alicia, in the same way that I feel like the reason Marvel quality has, most people think it's declined, it's because they're overextending themselves with mm. too many projects at once. Um, and that's kind of <laughs> Disney's MO, you know, when they start taking over things, they franchise the living crap out of it. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm half wondering if that's kind of what's going on here, because in a given year, you had Mando, you have Ahsoka, you've got you you had Book of Boba Fett last year. You had Mando season two. You're you have the movie that's coming out. You're you know I mean there's so much that they're trying to build up and trying to do in a short period of time that I half wonder if it if it impacts the creativity of it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I the rumor is that um, there was too much interference on the Mandalorian, and Favreau and Filoni have been putting more effort into Ahsoka this year. So that yeah. kind of, yeah, it raises my hype a bit. And also, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, just Ahsoka herself raises my height a bit. My height. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Oh, Julie's <laughs> now holding a baby Yoda on her lap. <laughs> a grin, a din, a din Grogu, which every I time I hear Grogu. Grogu. <laughs> every, every time I hear the phrase din Grogu, I cringe a little. I'm like, oh, that's oh, such a no. terrible name. Oh, I, I, I was fine with baby Yoda or not giving him or the kid, you know, and then we had to give him Grogu. It's like, okay, fine, we'll call him Grogu. And now, but don't we, cute name, though, we all love Grogu now, don't we? It took a minute, a, but we all love it now, right? We all, we all yeah. love the name Grogu for sure. But when they were like, oh, you know, you're going to, you know, I would like to adopt them. I was like, oh, and she's like, yeah. henceforth, you'll be known as Din Grogu. I was like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> would you prefer Grogu Jaren if that was a thing? <laughs> I kind of would. Yeah, I, I don't know. Which, I, I don't know which one is better or worse. I don't know. Both pretty <laughs> bad. I, I, I mean, I yeah. But a lot I, of I people guess are... Come on. I, I mean, she could have been like, "You are now a clan of two, which she has said before, yeah. right? Like, you're a clan of two, and you're you will be Clan Jarin. Um, or you know, because yeah. Clan Din doesn't make any sense, especially since Bo Katan doesn't go by Clan. Yeah. Katan, you know, she goes That's by clan. True. But someone, true. someone was, yeah. uh, someone was saying that maybe it was because Din Djarin was his name before, you know, so that's why he has a different naming convention. Oh, oh, hmm. I get it. Okay, yeah, okay. like oh, before he was a foundling. Because he was a foundling. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, that makes I mean, sense. I mean, that's just head canon, but. No, no, yeah, I'll accept that. No, I, I'll. That's a good explanation, though. Yeah, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I guess they can call it like. House foundling because it's just like, <laughs> it's foundlings. House foundling. Um, house foundling. Um, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, uh, I think Giancarlo Esposito just continues to do amazing work here. I loved him in this. He's so nefarious. Do you think we've seen the last of Moff Gideon, guys? No. 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 He's too I'll smart so. for that. Yeah. I think he's too much of a big bad for Star Wars to just be like, nope, that's the end of him. I mean, again, they did do that with Darth Maul, and we never saw him again. Technically, ah, like, yeah, well, it could be a while, but yeah, yeah, right. I I don't know, but I think I think that the way that they portrayed him, and we've, and, and the thing is with Darth Maul is that like you didn't see much of him before he, you know, uh, and I know you see him later, and I know you see him in Rebels and whatever. I I'm aware of that, but 
I just mean in general, like in in the movie. Yeah. So in this situation, you see a lot of buildup with uh with Moff Gideon, and so I don't think they just get rid of him that easily. It'd be a waste if they did. Giancarlo yeah. is, I think is he has so a bigger good. role to play in this, especially yeah. if they're going to have him in such short scenes in, in this season. I yes, I have a bigger role next season. Yeah, sure. yeah. I I think I, I have think a question. Building up to something like I think he's going to be yeah. one of those like you know. He's one of those mofos that like doesn't want to die, you know. Like I really think he's he's that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what's your question, Alicia? Yeah. Um. So, do you guys think? Okay, if he's coming back, I, I have three theories for how that could happen, and I'm wondering which you guys find the most likely. So sure. one one is that uh, you know not all of his clones have been killed. Uh, two is that we get you know like a sort of crispy uh moth Gideon in a suit like Anakin style you know <laughs> or three is that there's a theory going around the internet that because this moth Gideon didn't have a mustache he was actually himself one of the clones the one that they fought oh. and killed at the end oh. that's a really oh. good point I like Which do you guys theory. think I like that theory. That's definitely now that you say that, that's definitely a probability and would be very in line with something they would do on this show, I think. So hmm. I I kind of want a crispy Gideon. Is that weird? I want a like, Gus Fring. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I want the Gus yeah. Fring. Like with the have the face blown off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would be okay with that as well. Because again, it would be very in line with the Star Wars universe. <laughs> wouldn't that be just like a hell of a shot? You see like an explosion and then someone walks out and he's got the helmet on and you're like Moff Gideon holy crap and then he takes it off and it's like Gus Fring face and you're yeah, like yeah. Oh, and then he straightens out his like suit like you know what here I am <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I would love that honestly um but the clone theory was something that I never even considered yeah and I love that freaking theory no, that's, that it was that's actually, a deep cut though yeah man. that's a brilliant yeah. theory honestly yeah. like I I I like that that's Hmm. Well, I have to give the internet credit for that one. But still, like, it's the the uh, thing about it that's kind of brilliant as well. And I'm glad that you brought it up because I didn't even see that or, or hear about that. So it's it's great that you brought it up. But the thing that's kind of brilliant about that is I think a lot of people, not me personally, I actually was pretty satisfied with it. But a lot of people were kind of disappointed that that was really what this whole cloning thing was about. And, and that's what the whole chasing Grogu to harvest midichlorians was about, was him building himself clones only for all of them to just die like right then and there right yeah yeah so yeah. so i feel like if that that's the end of the storyline i can understand why it's disappointing to everyone but if it's the setup for something bigger you yeah. know um then then heck yeah i i would love that you know i'd love to, to for that to pay off even better um to justify all of the stuff that has gone into this storyline and not just have it end with din typing a couple of things and then suffocating these these drones or uh, these clones um so yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do, you, do you guys believe him that he like managed to figure out how to make them force sensitive or do you think he was just bsing no i think he was trying but i don't I think, think he did. i think it was more bs yeah well because he didn't really get enough time with grogu yeah. i feel like to get you know, but yeah, I do think he was trying. He was absolutely that it was he was trying to do, but I don't know if he did. Yeah, I don't think he did. I mean, he did have Grogu for a pretty long time, enough to harvest some blood, you know. Well, so it's okay. very and Grogu probably wasn't the first. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's very oh, true. That's true. Only yeah, doctor that's a good point. too. He might have had other. Yeah, yeah I guess you're is. right. Yeah. I forgot how long he was with Grogu. So I guess yep. I guess he could have had yeah. enough time, but. But Mike, you're you're right. I mean, Pershing's. Well, I wouldn't say Pershing's dead, but he's definitely like brain wiped. You know, brain. Yeah, I would not kill. But, yeah, brain wiped, but brain dead. But yeah, I I feel like for him to try it, like he should have said, like, or not said. He should have just gone about it a different way. So you know what? I'm just going to capture Pershing anyway, and I and I'll keep Elia Kane where she is right now. It's like a like an inside, uh, like a mole of sorts. Yeah. Yeah, if he if he wanted to continue that or really accomplish what um the whole uh what was that capturing the essence of the force, mm -hmm. I I think killing person was just the wrong way to go. But that's mm -hmm. just me. I, I feel like he's not dead. I mean, I, feel like I don't he's think, not dead too. Yeah, I don't think you can. No, you keep saying killing. I'm so sorry. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, no, no. But, but yeah. mind wipe. I I feel like, mind wipe. yeah, mind wipe. Yeah. yeah, was the wrong way to go. He might he might still come back. I feel like who know we don't know anything about the tech that they use to like torture him or anything like that. And people get tortured all the time in the Star Wars universe and bounce back okay. I mean like True. Andor is like 75% torture porn. So, you know, I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like we got Bix scenes where she's being yeah. tortured. We got Andor scenes where he's being tortured in the prison. Everybody everybody's just getting tortured on that show. Um, but Christian yeah, could be the Hector Salamanca of the group. Yeah, he's like in a wheelchair, and then he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, let's give him a bell. That'd be so good. <laughs> All right, let's do it. If, if they're watching, you know, hey, it's a best best car bell. Here. They're the making best car bell. There you go. bell. Best car bell. I mean, yeah, um, they're making nods to everything else, you know, like Blade Runner and uh, Star Trek and everything else. Why not Breaking Bad? Why not Breaking I Bad? Mean, Why yeah. not Breaking Bad? Like, uh, when Gus, uh, sorry, I was going to call him Gus Fring. Uh, when Giancarlo emerges <laughs> with, like, the half face blown, he just, like, takes out a, you know, fried chicken drumstick and starts eating it. It's um, a pork. No. A fried pork. Yeah, it's, a, it's a fried pork. <laughs> <laughs> Porgo's Hormonos. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, sorry. That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah. So the other thing that I want to talk about, actually, spies, uh, because I think oh. it was a red herring. Everybody was everybody was anticipating that someone was going to go bad. Some people had their money on the armor. Some people had money on Axe Wove. Some people had money <laughs> on on the uh, you had you had money on the armor or no, I had money on Axe Wove's last Axe week. Wolf. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. I, I was yeah. team armorer. You're team armorer. And then um, I was. So I oh um some people were also like oh the, the pirate guys yeah. so I was I was kind of team pirate guys let's let's have them be the traitors because we don't know anything about them but surprisingly it's no one and I kind of love that even more I don't know if, well, uh, what are you guys we just not know yet and someone is still very closely working with them like I was a little sad that there wasn't a reveal but like yeah it could yeah. be either way though it could be like it could be like you said they're just it's just nobody or it could yeah. be somebody is still like. But they fought so hard to like bl blast the empire into oblivion. It would like it wouldn't make sense, yeah. right? Yeah, like if it any really wouldn't. Plus, it, it really has. You have to tie that theme of Mandalorian unification into yeah. this season, and it would make no sense and destroy that theme completely if somebody was a traitor amongst the Mandalorians. You know, um, which would be really heartbreaking and sad, especially if it was the armorer. I was really like. Don't let it be the freaking. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, that no, would have been a I weird really character turn. 
Yeah. But, uh, I would have been very disappointed if that happened. I think we talked about I, that last week too. I still need to know the armorer's backstory. I need to know her name. I need to know. I mean, because I'm still, she could still be Rookcast, the uh, yeah. who used to be with Gar Saxon, you know, yeah. um, serving uh, um, Maul. Mm-hmm. Notice I, that so she's she, the only one with horns, you know, amongst yeah. the, those helmets. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't mean she's a traitor, but that's still, it, it's interesting just that we just don't know anything about where she came from or who she is. And I think that's why I had, I've had such a hard time trusting her. Very true. Mm, the thing is, fair. though, like at, at this point in time, she's done way too much good for them to to turn yeah. on that image, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so I I feel like if if you were to do this season two, it's early enough where we could buy that sort of a heel turn. But unless things go really bad for Bo Katan and the rest of the Mandalorians, it's hard for them to do that right now. They could definitely do it in the future where they do like that heel turn. But even even then, heel turn or no heel turn, you're right, Alicia. Like the backstory's never been revealed, and I definitely want to know more about her backstory and where she came from, and you know all that stuff. Um, especially if she was a if, if she was loyal at all to to Maul and Gar Saxon's reign. You know, um, mm-hmm. that's very interesting because we haven't addressed that at all in this series. Um, so yeah, that'd be fascinating. I know, but yeah, yeah we have uh, to mean that she's a bad person. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It could just mean that she was someone who chose a side, the side didn't work out, and now she realized and changed that, you know, there's there's a better side to things, yeah. you know? But yeah, it. I mean, what is Mandalore if not centuries of infighting, you know? So if they're able to make it work now, great. Bo-Katan um, used to be on the side. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. She used to be a child of the watch. Um, speaking of Bo-Katan, there were so many moments that were just making me smile in this episode, like with her and the Darksaber. Like, for every single time, I think all the Mandalorians would swarm together and, like, rocket launch, uh, rocket away, like, throughout the sky and everything like that. I love that. But I think one of my favorite scenes ever was when she's just, like, diving, dive-bombing with the Darksaber out and just like slicing yeah. people yeah. up as they're flying yeah. up at her. Oh, <laughs> that was so, cool. so cool. But um, so cool. you know, apropos that, I mean, how do we feel about the dark saber and where that storyline went? Biggest death of the season. The dark saber. Yeah. Yes. That's a good way. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, after all that she went through to work to get it, and then it just gets crushed. But I think. Maybe it's still salvageable. I don't know. I I, I like to hope. Ray Ray built hers. You know, I mean, like she or uh, right. Not hers, so I mean, like the, the sabers can be rebuilt. You know, yeah. so I'm like, I feel like that's gonna ha- have to happen because she didn't just work so hard to get that, and then you know, then it's just gone forever. So as long as that but, Kyber crystal is still intact, right? Like yeah. you that's can true. definitely, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, but it is new or maybe yeah. Grogu needs to get a Kyber crystal. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. It's a shame that he can't. Like Luke's never going to give him that Yoda lightsaber because he chose, you know, the armor instead of the lightsaber. Yeah. It's, it's better he gets his own. He, does, he should get his Grogu's own. his own man. Yeah, that's true. He needs to earn it. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys think it's going to be green if he gets it? I hope it's not. <laughs> no. Yeah, I kind of hope it's a different color. Just because, like you said, he's his, his own person. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, so, like, and we still yeah. don't even know if he's related to Yoda. I mean, he's probably he uh, might not he be. Can't. Is what I right? don't think he is. Yeah, I, I don't still think, think I still think Strand cast. What's that? I still think he's a Strand cast, maybe. Oh, Yoda. interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. can you elaborate on that for those well, who don't know what that is? Yeah, I actually. <laughs> so, so I mean, this whole cloning plotline. So right now, like in Mando, like season three, I think we're in about seven ABY, so seven years after the original trilogy. So right now we've got um, we've got Palpatine sitting in Exegol and like in this rotting body trying to start to manipulate things from behind the scenes. And um, what they're working on, which is maybe Project Necromancer that they were talking about in this show, mm-hmm. it's like strand casting clones. So for both uh, Palpatine and Snoke, Mm-hmm. Uh, to try to get something that a, a body that can contain the power of Palpatine. Um, so, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. just basically it's like not a direct clone, but it's like uh, a way of taking the DNA and, and manipulating it a bit. Oh, um, like Omega, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I, okay. I don't know if she's qualifies as drink has, but I, yeah, to me, sure, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was just thinking yeah. modified club. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Personalities and stuff. I think she might be. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, that's a really good question. Uh. He definitely could be uh, a clone of Yoda. You know, an offshoot at least. Um. But yeah, I, I, I don't think, and I don't know, and I'm okay as well if they never reveal that. You know, I would love mm-hmm. to know, but at the same time. The mystery is kind of great, you know? I mean, like, if we never know it, there's something poetic about that as well. Because I like that, you know, too. yeah, we really know nothing about Yoda's species, you know? Um, yeah. It's I do want to know. I really <laughs> do want to know more about the species, though. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. The mystery yeah. is cool. The mystery is cool. And and look how the whole Ray reveal turned out. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I would rather have it as a mystery because it won't meet our, our expectations if we get that. I wanted to our answer. I wanted Ray to be a clone of Luke. Like, you know, I I would have loved that. Like somebody found Luke's hand at the end of Empire Strikes Back and missed <laughs> the DNA from that to clone Ray. I mean, it would have made way more sense than, oh, suddenly you're a Palpatine. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Terrible. And it would have also explained why she goes in the bottom the... of <laughs> but the, like uh, the robot uh, chicken, basically. Hate that, well, though, but... But somebody had yeah. Oh, the strand cast no this the strand casting explains Ray. So her father yeah. was was a strand cast of uh of Palpatine, Palpatine. but he but he wasn't force sensitive. So Palpatine was like useless, but I'm still gonna let you live because you know maybe you have some useful babies. And yeah, so his <laughs> so the son ran away, fell in love, and had a useful baby. Yeah. There you go, I suppose. Okay. I'm sorry like here's the thing in Last Jedi it would explain why her parents were nobody if she was a clone because she wouldn't have had parents and it also explains why she would if if she goes in the cave and finds out who she, her parents were and all she sees are mirror images of herself down a hallway that's why I was like she's got to be a clone it made more sense that way and they never explained mm. how Maz Kanata got the freaking lightsaber of Luke and I thought that they were going to tie that in and finally answer that question. <laughs> but no, we don't care about any of that. She's a Palpatine. That's so much better than nothing at all. <laughs> like, ugh, terrible. No, no, this, sorry, guys. This is why I hope um, 
the whole dark saber situation it, it gives a chance for them to like reform or rewrite the rules on what you know identifies as a mandalorian how how you can be a mandalorian so to speak because there was yeah. like they said so much blood and so much tension and everything just yeah. because of one dark saber so that yeah. whole yeah so that's why when you saw, spoke about the last Jedi and nobody's like, you know what? I hope it gives her Ray the chance to be, you know, form her own identity and yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I I gotta ask. I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff in this episode as we talked about. One of the things for me that I really liked, and I wanted to see what everybody else thought. Uh, Grogu using the Force, man. I mean, like the Force Force Shield was kind of awesome. Oh Him yeah, Force jumping from the Praetorian guards and everything like that. Like Grogu's action sequences were so charming. I love that. I don't know. There was there's something sweet and heartwarming about seeing him just save his dad and whoop some ass. You know, I mean, like oh, yeah. uh, it was, thoughts on Grogu. I went back and, to a okay, yeah. yeah. I went back to a guardian. It's basically like oh, there's they're you know encircled in this um, yeah. And then the explosion, so to speak. So it's like, oh, that's like a Groot. The Groot. We are Groot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, protecting uh, his family, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. And, but I liked it. I liked that scene a lot. That was I really, love that scene a lot. Yeah. Me it, too. Because at first you're kind of like, oh, shoot. Like, he's, he's going in against these Praetorian guards who, like, just killed Paz Vizsla. But, like, then you're like, but he's got the force, though. Like, yeah. And, and, like, he knows how to jump and, like, like, yeah, he's the whipping him back and right. forth. The kid's gonna be all right. Yeah, <laughs> he, I mean, he's he, he holds his own. Yeah, the first the first Jedi Mando since really, like Tarvisla, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for thousands of years, yeah, thousands yeah. of years. Uh, Alicia, what were you gonna say? Sorry. Oh, um, I was just gonna say about. Oh, sorry, now I don't remember. Before we were talking about Grogu sorry. Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, about Jedi Kanan. Um yeah, so yes. Kanan Kanan from Rebels. Uh yes. sorry, here comes a rebel spoiler alert. I don't know if you want to plug yours, Joey, but um Kanan <laughs> at one point, you know, he has like a similar thing, but he can't hold it off of just himself. So do you think that means Grogu is stronger? Um, he's able to hold it off three people, or do you think it's just different circumstances? Ooh. I think he's stronger. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. think it has I think it has a lot to do with Yoda's species. Um, and the midichlorian counts in those in in that species inherently because when you think about it we've only seen three types of yoda species and you know what they were all jedi and they're all very powerful jedi there's yoda there's yaddle Mm. there's uh grogu um so i feel like there's a reason that there's not a whole lot of them and there's a reason why they're all really good at the force really strong with the force um and I think it's just inherent in in that biology, in that in that species yeah. biology, um, which whereas Kanan, of course, who I love is, well, he's human. essentially human. Yeah. yeah. So um, humans, as we with the exception of Anakin Skywalker and Rey, um, you know, it's hit and miss. Right. Like some are strong, some are like, OK, yeah. but I don't know. That's my theory. Anyone anyone else? Like you guys theory. have the yo- you guys have the Grogu ears on. You should know, you should right? Know. Like, I, I feel like I like that theory. So that's it. That's all I have to say. Just infinitely bestowed with the 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 knowledge and the wisdom of of that species, like of the mystery the species. Ears. Julie's I just mean, gonna float over a soda can to her right now. Yeah. I mean, how do you know I'm not right now? You just can't see it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, they yeah, say. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a good theory. I I don't really know much about that yeah. character, so. What, what were you gonna say? To na- they say they're closer yeah. to nature, so like that yeah. species, and that's mm-hmm. why they are stronger with the force. Like they're yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. More in tune. They they put steroids in the Dagobah swamps so that whenever anyone comes yeah. from there, they just like get <laughs> midichlorian strong. I don't know, um, yeah. but yeah. No, it's it's great seeing Grogu kind of just doing his thing. Um, I do want to talk New Republic and potentials for where Din Djarin's story can go and Din Grogu's story. Um, Because at the end of this episode, uh, we get Mr. Carson Tiva back again in the, like, in a bar um, with, I believe Dave was in the background again, um, but this time, you know, just, anyways, a little bit more visible. Anyways, um, but Mando comes in with Grogu doing his little walk, which is like the cutest goddamn thing ever. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like when Grogu walks, it's so cute. Um, And Mando's like, hey, you know, I've got a proposition. I could be your contracting, you know, consulting bodyguard detective guy that could help hunt down (laughs) Imperials and stuff like that. Stray Imperials, which I think is freaking awesome because if you think about it, Batman was a part-timer. Sherlock Holmes was a consulting detective. Um, It's perfect for for Din Djarin. It's off the books. And Carson Tiva could use all the help that he can get considering that he gets nothing from the New Republic. Um, What did you guys think of that? And where do you think that, do you think that this truly is sort of the end of Din Djarin's story um, and any subsequent appearances will be probably in the movies and and kind of concluding the storyline of the New Republic? Or do you think that we're get, we've got a Mando season four in place and it's going to be him kicking names and taking ass in every episode, just like bounty hunting, imperial, like, you know, villains? Well, if we are to believe that John Favreau finished all season four, I think it's going to basically oh yeah, he finished writing at least. Um, that it's basically going to go back to the tone of season one, where it's just a bounty hunter going episode by episode, uh, taking names and kicking ass sort of thing. So yeah, that's what I feel. Is like that season four is going to be for you, Mike? Would that be uh, an upgrade from season three? Yes, I, 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 I kind of like the whole gunslinger western um, theme that they had going on in season one, and I how that carried on a little bit into season two with the whole uh, cup uh, wolf and cub thing. Um, yeah, because I, I get what season three was trying to do. It, it wasn't so much of Mando's episode, but so much more of you know rebuilding what was burned to the ground sort of thing. But uh, going back to a more din for or. or uh, Dar- Jinjarin focused season would be great in, in season four. Okay. Um, Julie, what about you? Oh, I definitely think it's going to be the latter where we're going to get to see a lot more. I mean, first of all, like, you, you don't have Mando without Grogu, and like, everybody loves Grogu. Like, they're not going to just forsake that storyline. Like, they, they know that the people want to see Grogu with Mando, of course. Um, so I definitely think, yeah, and and from what I've heard is that like John Favreau wants to keep making Mandalorian as long as people want to keep watching it. So like, there's probably more seasons than season four even. So I think that yeah, I think it's gonna be more of the latter. You're gonna see him like doing his um missions or whatever. Um, but I would, I would love to see like a hybrid where he gets to have some more interaction with 
the Mandalorians and their culture and stuff because I feel like personally that was the only thing that kind of was like well I thought that was the whole point like you wanted to like kind of be received back into their culture and now you're going off on your own again which like I said I'm fine with because like he deserves it he earned it like he deserves his little alone time with Grogu whatever but like at the same time I kept thinking like he was building towards like trying to be part of that culture again so like I would be okay if it was maybe like a hybrid of like both where like you get to see a little bit of season one like he's just going on these side missions or whatever but then you also get to see like a little bit of that into, like maybe he comes back and helps out the, the all the Mandalorians as well. That's a that's an interesting idea. Um, and and I wouldn't be opposed to that if they have like a spinoff series centered on Mandalore, you know, um, Ooh, and you that can would call be cool it too. Right. Yeah. Like the real housewives of Mandalore and then see what happens when, you know, like the real helmet you know, wives. Of Mandalore. <laughs> yeah. the real helmet wives. Bo-Katan versus Casca. No, like Casca's doing this to Bo-Katan and then like yeah. a little cat there or something yeah. like that. Like hisses. Grogu comes up. Yeah. <laughs> documentary style too. Shot. So that's all the shaky cam and everything like that. Oh my gosh. Um, no, but I, I honestly wouldn't mind if they did very much a Game of Thrones. Like, the 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 lore of Mandalore, which, by the way, I mean, they went a lot deeper in this season, but they really only scratched the surface. There's yeah. enough there to do thousands of years of history there to do a kind of a Game of Thrones storyline thing. There's yeah. different houses. There's a lot of infighting. Like, there's so much potential there to explore that story and that history altogether. Um, and having Din and Bo really weave into a story like that would be really interesting. So it's a it's a great idea, and it's an interesting um, thought to see Din weave into the greater Mandalore story here and there. But then, as you said, hybrid, have him also uh, just go on bounty hunting missions and stuff. I mean, it seems to be what a lot of people like. Personally, yeah. myself, I, I like, I, I'm more of a serialized storytelling kind of guy. That's just who I am by trade. So getting to see you know us get introduced to the new characters in season one and then have us explore the the introduce the idea of mandalore and the deeper mythology in season two and then really go crazy with that mythology in season three made a lot of sense to me so i liked that it was building up to something something meaningful for me but i think since a lot of people really do like the idea of you know kind of a procedural where din is going around just taking down people i think you're right there is going to be an element of that i, I just hope in the spirit of a hybrid as you mentioned he does still get folded into something more meaningful because i don't want to see a series of just him oh i took down this guy next episode i took down this guy next yeah, episode because no, it's a meaningless pointless really... show yeah, yeah. Not, not to quote the tr twitter trolls but i don't want all f filler episodes yeah yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's funny because there was so much criticism this season about how much of it was filler, and I mm -hmm. I didn't see that at all. I you know no. I, I couldn't no. I didn't understand any of that criticisms, and you know they they were like oh you had these story these these episodes that were just diverting from the main storyline, but you had that in seasons one and two as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. It's why, like the what was, totally exactly say, like do people forget? Do they not remember? Yeah. That? I, I, think I think people it's, have selective amnesia. Uh, well, it's sorry, also the and it's the Andor influence too. Like I've been arguing with people, like, well, it's not like Andor. Like, no, but it's it's, it's like Mandalorian. itself. Well, yeah, yes. it's not supposed it to be like Andor. It had to be like right. Mandalorian. Yeah. Like 
Star Wars is about multiple st stories and it, within this universe yeah. and different types of styles too. The Acolyte's not going to be anything like Mandalorian or Andor. It's going right. to have its own style. Um, yes. I think the only things that are going to have similar styles are the Mandoverse ones because they're inherently connected to one another, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So to, to, to take something that's not even closely remotely related to the Mandalorian in any way and say that Mandalorian should be like that, despite the fact that two years of the Mandalorian have been established since way before Andor. That's, that's right. silly, you know? I 100% um, agree. But as we've talked about before, Star Wars fans are some of the most fickle people in the galaxy, as we say. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, don't know I feel like there's just no pleasing people sometimes. And so I'm just like, I'm all in. Whatever comes out of the Star Wars universe, I'm all in. I'm here. Yeah. I'm always going to be a fan. So, you know. Like, it's it sounds silly, but I feel like The Mandalorian, as, an, as a series as a whole, has kind of a formula where six episodes are really, really good, and then two episodes are usually mid. So in season one, I really didn't like the Chicken Walker episode um, where he first meets Cara Dune. I really didn't care for the Migs Mayfield episode. They're fine episodes, but they're they are stronger episodes mm -hmm. that season. I really hated the Frog Lady Spider episode that Peyton yeah. Oh, did. Yeah, I like that season. one. <laughs> hated that one. I I thought that that was one of the most pointless ones. And here in season three, we had for me, I didn't care for even though you guys you guys did kind of turn me around on it, but like um, <laughs> the the uh, Jack Black Lizzo episode yeah. was, was not my favorite. And then the the Pershing episode it. was not my favorite, but I think oh. people really like those. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care for the Pershing <laughs> episode that much, um, but it all came together at the end, and I have no complaints about the season as a whole, really, because all of these elements, even in the episodes that I didn't care for as much, played into this this larger you know narrative, and and I think we got payoff in this these past two episodes. But yeah, um, Alicia, I didn't get to ask you. I mean, like. Um, what do you, where do you think Din's headed? Do you think we, we've seen the last of him? Do you think, um, you know, him teaming up with Carson Tiva? I mean, spell, what, what does that spell for season four for you? Um, yeah, you know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like that they're, they're trying to also, you know, they were going to have that, what was it, Rangers of the Republic or whatever show with Cara Dune. And uh, obviously that was canceled. Um, <laughs> and I, I feel like they're, they're trying to work parts of that into the Mandalorian, which I don't mind at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I want Din Djarin back with Grogu. Um, I'm a little worried about, like, you know, rumors about Pedro Pascal maybe not being happy or being too busy or blah, blah, blah. But I really think, you know, I loved getting this whole Mandalorian story this time. But, you know, Din and, uh, Din and Baby Din are the soul of this series and mm -hmm. um but I, I agree with julie that i would like to see a hybrid like I, I would like them to take the chance to have this more this greater freedom to go back and visit some old friends like ahsoka and pelly mm -hmm. and everybody else mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah but i also want the more of the mandalore storyline I, I want them to finally mention satine um yeah <laughs> they haven't entire like through yeah. both story and we dove into it so deeply but there was no mention of her at all. Um, you yeah. know, even her, she didn't even say my sister was a pacifist yeah. or something yeah. like that, you know, reference. So I'd yeah. love to see that. Yeah. And Cobb fan too, because last we yeah. saw him, he was in a back of the tank. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would love to see, um, forgive me, Alicia, I'm going to rely on you since you, you, your nerd card is stronger than ours. Um, but uh, <laughs> who's, who's the, 
Mandalorian that helped out Sabine and the Rebels crew, the Ghost crew, um, for most of voiced by um, God, I forgot his name. Oh, voiced by Kevin McKidd. Um, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, forgot his name. I, I wanted to see him, um, but I don't know. We might get him in Ahsoka. Uh, God, what was his name? No uh, one. I'm, 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 I'm blanking. I'm, I'm looking it up. I don't see. know who Kevin McKidd is. So let's see. Finn, he... Finn Rao? Finn Rao. Finn oh, Rao. yeah. Okay. Okay. Finn Rao. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I brain fart. But um, yeah, I would have loved to see Fen Rao in addition to like stuff about Gar Saxon, in addition to stuff about Satine. There's so much, like, so many, so much rich, deep history that we already know as viewers that we haven't seen on in live action yet. So that would have been cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Guys, um, much like The Mandalorian itself, all good things must come to an end. And mm -hmm. uh, this has been a wonderful season talking about all of this with you guys. It's been amazing. I'm so grateful to have had such an, a, a terrific panel um, talking about the highs and lows of this season, but for the most part, still maintaining a sense of fandom and, and love and wonder, not just for Star Wars, but the Mandalorian as a whole. Um, so, so thank you guys so much for, for everything. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts before we, we sign off for this one? Uh, of course, I'll let you guys introduce and plug whatever you want, but just my final thoughts about the show and the season as a whole uh, before we get into that. Uh, just yeah i i no, can't wait i can't wait for ahsoka i hope there's a season four i can't wait for the skeleton crew and yes. uh i look forward to seeing how it all comes together in this movie that was just announced to end the yeah. era Ooh, yeah. that skeleton crew director's lineup oh my god oh you know yeah. you've got is, daniels remind me is that yeah. gonna be live action or animated live, live action. action nice with jude law so, yeah, yep. it's got okay. It's got an Amblin sort of vibe to it, kind of like Super Eight did back in the day, mm -hmm. uh, or back in you know the thousands. Um, but yeah, um, so we'll see. But yeah, uh, good call out. Um, Mike, what about you? Any final thoughts? Uh, I really, I really had hope. I didn't feel as conflicted, but you know what? Overall, I like this season. Um, I'm like Alicia. I'm looking forward to Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, and and. And or season two, so I want and anxiously waiting to see how it all culminates to the movie. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Julie, what about you? Um, any any final thoughts? Yeah, I really enjoyed the season. Um, I I think it was just fun, and I had a good time watching it. Like there was never a time when I was like, oh, I just wasted an hour of my life. You know, like <laughs> I never ever thought that. So not that I would have, but you know what I mean, like. Some yeah. people feel that way, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. And I just like the the other two mentioned. I am looking forward to Ahsoka, and now I'm really excited about Skeleton Crew because I did not realize it was live action. So that's exciting, and um, and all the other new stuff to just because hopefully a lot of that's gonna um unfold what we've had happen in this season as well and tie it all together. So yeah, should be good. I think definitely I echo everyone's sentiments here. I, I Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited for Andor season two. Andor season one, hands down, one of the best things on TV in the past year. Um, mm -hmm. And and some of the offshoots, like the Acolyte looks and sounds amazing. Um, but admittedly, 
Um, the one thing that has kept me tethered to Star Wars, even after some of the disappointments that I've, you know, experienced in the past couple of um, years, like Obi-Wan, uh, Rise of Skywalker, stuff like that. Um, the I one thing that has kept me... <laughs> Um, I'm I'm glad I'm glad one of us does um, or a couple of us probably do. <laughs> I, I did. Everybody. I loved Obi Wan too. It's good. I oh. listen. I'm very easy to please when it comes yeah. to Star Wars. So <laughs> I like the I could not stand the most Star Wars fans. <laughs> but I just enjoy um, the gate scene. I remember the gate scene. You didn't like. Wait, what? I, the the, 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 the gate scene, scene where he's got freaking Leia under her his coat. He's walking out like a cartoon character, and like nobody's noticing any but, of this. I'm like, so but stupid. Star Wars is, but Star it Wars have been is the live action cartoon. thing where she's stacked on the kid, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just with her head of, out to top. <laughs> and none of Reva's motivations made any sense. Like none of them made disagree. any sense. Disagree. Disagree. She was in like the gate scene. Written. I thought the the checkpoint huh? scene too. What which checkpoint scene? The where they were in the, oh. on the desert or something, and they were the <laughs> yeah, checkpoint yeah. scene. Could have just like walked over it. Oh yeah, they could have just walked around the gate. I mean, it wasn't that big. Anyways, I I had issues with Obi Wan, but um, you know that being said, the one thing that's really kept me tethered to Star Wars has been the Mandoverse. So I'm so super invested in everything that happens uh, in this story that Dave and John have been trying to tell since Mando season one. I hope that I get to tell it. I, I get to talk about it with you guys, and that we we go through this entire journey together because that's been yeah. one of the most rewarding experiences. And for the last time for this season of The Mandalorian, we are going to redeem one final Nam Talk Network redemption, uh, which we have replaced third person very strategically with something <laughs> called This Is the Way. So for Nam Talk Network, um, you know, a redemption for This Is the Way, everybody. This is the way. This, this is the way. This, okay. is, this the is the way. way. The way. All right. I feel <laughs> like I feel like we could have said at the same time. But... Yeah. yeah. I feel like we could have coordinated that better. <laughs> Whatever. We all said it. It's cool. It worked. <laughs> and I love it. So um, I'm like for... Ruby. How's that? <laughs> it's all good. Um, so for the final time, uh, where can everyone find you? Alicia, um, yeah, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah, uh, Alicia Brenner at Alicia C B E L Y S I A C B. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram. And I've just launched a new podcast uh, covering the upcoming series called Silo on Apple TV Plus, which starts May fifth. So if you want some background on that, uh, check that out. It's called Wool Shift Dust, a Silo TV podcast. Very cool. Oh my god, I can't wait to watch both the show and your podcast um, to accompany oh, that please. show. It's going to be amazing. Um, but yeah. Um, Mike, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at That's It LA, The Nerds of Color, and We Live Entertainment. And at um, all socials, on Michael, I am Michael J. Lee. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Julie, where can everyone find you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram at jraylin. That's J-R-A-E-L-Y-N. I'm on TikTok at jraylady, J-R-A-E-L-A-D-Y. You post some fun stuff and occasionally some Star Wars content. And I'm also on Twitter at Silent Caffeine. I'm just not on Twitter all that much. So the first two are probably my best, your best bet. So, yeah. Very cool. And uh, for this season, I've been your host, Mike Manalo. Um, you can find me at TidyBullBoy182 on Instagram and Twitter, as well as uh, working with my colleague, Mike Lee, um, and the Nerds of Color, That's at LA, and WhatToWatch.com as well. Um, until next time, everyone, stay safe. May the force be with you.
This is the way. Okay.